Hey, everybody. Jason here. Welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. This is a unique topical conversation for Wednesday in that these are two episodes, actually, uh, that appear on shelf stories. The video versions appear on shelf stories. You're getting the audio version here. Uh, both of the, the pieces that I'm putting together for this episode address Trudvang Legends, which is a wonderful player cooperative game coming up from Simon. Uh, there was a bit of a controversy uh, regarding female uh, casual nudity uh, in the rule book as it was uh, dropped to us. Uh, a conversation ensued. Uh, one, that conversation that was uh, partly kind of moved along by a video that I made on Shelf Store. So that's the first video. Uh, the first video assumes that the picture is still there. That conversation resulted in the picture being removed. So I recorded a follow-up. So the first part assumes the picture is there. The second part, uh, the picture is gone. Click the link. You will no longer be able to see the image has been replaced by a raven uh, in the rule book or something like that. So I just wanted to be clear about what you're going to listen to. If you want to see the images, uh, see for yourself, judge for yourself what's going on, hop over to Shelf Stories, uh, press the links down below in the show notes of this podcast. You'll be able to see everything uh, and judge everything for yourself. So without further ado... On to the show. Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more Shelf Stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome to Shelf Stories, the channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by for this latest episode of Good Trouble, the series where I engage in above-the-table conversations that I feel are necessary in the board gaming space in a spirit of education and compassion. So uh, this topic did not come from me. It came from a poster in our one-stop co-op shop Discord. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I also have shelf stories. There may be some folks that uh, only know me from this particular channel. Uh, most of my gaming is actually posted on the One Stop Co-op Shop, and a lot of my interaction with the community, with the excellent Discord, uh, very uh, free, a uh, friendly community. And as we are going to talk about, uh, it's we try to make it as safe as possible to have all the conversations. So Shelf Stories has its own sub-channel in uh, the One Stop Co-op Shop Discord, and we talk about it all, <laughs> culture and gender and the uh, economics and everything that comes up, uh, lots and lots of great discussion, completely and totally safe, as safe as we can make it uh, for people to express their opinions and feel like they're a part of the community. There's a lot of trust. We emphasize trust in that community. Okay, so um, this topic, uh, before I get into it, has a big content warning. Content warning. Um, it is going to you know, feature some images uh, that you may find uh, uncomfortable or distasteful. So if that's not something that you want in your gaming life, then please uh, feel free to move on to another uh, piece of our content, either on Shelf Stories or on the One Stop Co-op Shop. And also language as usual with good trouble. Uh, if I have to say something that I will say it. Uh, so again, content warning. All right, so today we're talking about Trudvang Legends. This one is a cooperative game for one to four players from Simon. So you know the gaming pedigree is pretty solid. It is a storytelling narrative adventure with an overlay of Scottish and 
uh, I think uh, Norse mythology uh, minis fest. <laughs> you know, we get a lot of these on Kickstarter. Uh, funded a year or two ago with almost $1.5 million. So it was a popular project. It is currently in its development cycle. So the backers are getting the occasional update with, you know, uh, everything that is currently being produced now. And the rules, our latest version of the rules, uh, dropped uh, very recently. And the poster was taking a look at the rules and saw this image from page 19. Last time, last content warning, if you don't want to see any, anything like this in your gaming life, then please uh, turn off the video now and uh, move on to uh, another piece of content. But I'm going to show this image now. It is a naked female pixie right there, <laughs> in, uh, right there in living color in the flesh. So there is a lot in uh, Treadbang Legends that says that this is not a family-friendly product. To be fair, it is 14 plus. It is a grimdark fantasy. Uh, there are, you know, the themes of violence. And, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot in here that kind of, you know, gives a flag for people that, you know, this isn't, you know, something that you're going to break out uh, during Sunday dinner. However, there wasn't a lot of preparation that there would be nudity in the game. Just because you're 14 plus doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's all fair game. It, you know, I mean, it, it would be appreciated if there was a heads up on some of the stuff. You look at the Kickstarter page, there's no nudes on the Kickstarter page or in the released uh, pictures that I found, you know, searching around for the project on Facebook. Full disclosure, I have not backed it. I, I wish I could back everything. It's one of those games that's right in my wheelhouse, but I only have so much. So I'm getting this kind of a backfilling. Uh, so if anybody, you know, if there was uh, preparation for nude imagery in the game, then go ahead and let me know in the comments and I'll retract the whole video or <laughs> go on from there. Anyway, it seems like this was kind of out of the blue, which is not, uh, to me, it doesn't feel like a great practice. Anyway, so the the original poster posted on BGG and also on the One Stop Co-op Discord. Uh, and it's the response on BGG. That is the reason I fired up this video today. Oh boy. <laughs> the original post was, you, and you go read it, by the way. It's uh, the, the original post, the link to it, and also the rule book. I will include in the show notes to this show. I don't think it was flamey. I don't think it was accusatory. I don't think it was uh, anything besides just, you know, expressing disappointment. That was the exact word used, disappointment, and opening up a lane for conversation. The responses were, ugh. okay, so I, I noticed, I think, four things, uh, four things that I wanted to run through really fast uh, in terms of response to uh, the both, uh, you know, the original post and the original piece of art. Uh, number one, I think there was this tendency to interpret the original poster as wanting to cancel wanting to force change, wanting to, you know, uh, this artist is, you know, made a, a terrible decision, so we need to force them to change the art and, you know, put some, you know, put a bra on, for God's sakes, uh, Pixie, or something, cover yourself. And I think that was this um, this assumption that that's what the OP wanted, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the specter, the boogeyman of cancel culture and wokeness and all this other nonsense, uh, you know, pervades whenever a woman or a POC or an LGBTQ has anything to say. It's like, well, what do you want to cancel? And so there was that defensiveness, and there was also the defensiveness of, well, it's a really good problem. It's a really easy problem to solve. Cancel your pledge. 
that this is not the game for you. Right there, just going right there without investigating, without being curious, without exploring, without engaging, you know, the original uh, sense of the post, which was open and exploratory. And, you know, we, we immediately go to this, like, well, don't take my stuff away. Don't tell me what to do. Space. Or, you know, go away if you have a problem. Uh, I think we really need to look at that. Criticism is not cancellation. People, we need to be able to criticize things. And this goes for everybody. This goes for, you know, whether you're a progressive or whether you're conservative or moderate or wherever you are on the spectrum, folks need to be able to verbalize criticisms without the end point being assumed as some catastrophe thing. Cancel it, whatever it is. Criticism is not cancellation. That's point number one. Point number two, just stuff that happens on the internet all the time. We just feel like we're getting less and less able to speak without personal insults or just, you know, dismissive, directly dismissive comments. A prudish adult, you know, uh, some kind of phrase like that was used. Or, you know, uh, BS, get a life, go get out more. You know, and this is to a woman who had, you know, it is not easy for a woman to post this stuff, especially in, you know, BG's got a lot better, but it's still, you know, Kind of a brave thing to do to speak up like this because this that's the kind of thing they're going to get. And sure enough, you know, uh, no, that person did not or whoever else used that kind of phrase did not disappoint and showed themselves to be just unwilling to engage, unwilling to talk, relying on personal insults. We need to we need to work on that, people. We really, really do. So um, point number three is actually something that I think bears a uh, discussion. Which is that, especially as American gamers, I think that's uh, you know something that we need to grapple with, is that we seem to have such a high tolerance for violence, depictions of violence, blood, gore, smashing, all that kind of thing, and we go crazy whenever we see a nipple or any sexual thing. Why is it that we have such a high tolerance for violence and such a low tolerance for sexual imagery? Great question. Love to talk about it on a future episode. My issue with that is the OP was talking specifically about this rule book, Trigvan Legends. And if you look at the rule book, you look at the imagery, there's no violence. It's just a bunch of people or, or monsters or whatever it is being shown. There's nothing, there's no actions in there. They're just, you know, they're standing there. So it is a good conversation to have, but it's distracting. It's a way to distract from the issue that the original poster was talking about, which is this image made them uncomfortable. Let's talk about it. Let's not bring in this other thing that is not a part of the discussion, just so we can, you know, out of respect to the original poster. All right, so this is my last point. I want to spend a little bit of time with this. Um, to kind of go along with the issue that this was a surprise and this was kind of a, a break in trust, there's also an equity issue here. Across the fiction of Treadvang Legends that I've been able to find, and I was not a backer, so I haven't been getting the uh, regular updates, but you know, just kind of tooling around, looking at the Kickstarter page and talking to people who did back the game, um, it doesn't look like there's any other naked presentations besides a woman. It is a problem that mature fiction that word mature fiction seems to be aimed only at a certain audience male white with money and these are the depictions and you know, servicing that audience this is the depictions that we're getting if this were truly an equitable situation 
where, you know, mature audiences, 14 plus, then everything or mo a lot of things, a lot more things should be naked, right? How about this guy? I don't know what exactly this is because they were in a helmet, but I'm going to assume some kind of ogre or monstrous being, you know, uh, big burly and you know, savage wielding the double um, weapons and everything. How did they find a belt and a loincloth? How does any monstrous creature happen to find, especially of the, a male, happen to find a belt and a loincloth? They all do across all of our fiction. What would happen if they didn't find it? And we got a bunch of male junk in our fiction. Ooh, no, we can't have that, can we? I mean, obviously on an individual level, you ask somebody one-on-one, -on it's like, oh yeah, sure, if there's, if there's females, there should be males. If there's men, there should be women. They, they, you know, they'll say it. But would this project have backed at $1.5 million had there been equitable nakedness uh, in the presentation? I think that would make a lot of male gamers uncomfortable. I will be completely and utterly honest with you because you know my evidence for that is just the complete absence of a penis in anything that resembling mainstream fantasy. So let me hammer this equity point down by talking about expectations and trust. So, you know, like I said, the expectation about Track Band Legends is that this is not a family-friendly game. This is a mature game for mature audiences, 14 plus and all that. Uh, you know, heavy themes and, you know, grim, dark fantasy, all that kind of thing. But it didn't sell itself on the nudie aspect, right? And so here I go where I have now a female nude who's the only female nude I've encountered if I'm sticking to the game content. So... Um, the OP in a later comment on BGG made a really, really great um, observation, which is a single image won't make a game for somebody, but it can certainly break a game for somebody. This kind of image in the context of what's going on, again, is, you know, is the, is the image itself a big deal? It's up to people's sensitivity to, to consider whether an Im individual image is a, is a big deal, but in the context of what's going on, the individual image, um, you know, has such a surprise, nothing else in the art is like it. It says, this isn't, you know, uh, just mature fantasy. This is mature fantasy likely for boys because of the equity issue, right? You know, it's not all of them. It's just, it's uh, women. So what else can I expect? from this product that is, that is not delivered that I'm gonna get. Am I gonna get, you know, um, more art and more uh, story pieces that are slick and, you know, uh, just, you know, showing a little bit of side boob or showing, you know, two uh, women characters, uh, you know, nuzzle, nuzzle together uh, in that familiar sexualized way. Uh, is there something later in the fiction where uh, perhaps uh, sexual manipulation or sexual assault will be perpetrated on the character? Am I catastrophizing that? that one well we are in a environment where the rpg space this is a table rpg by the way but the rpg space has struggled with dms or storytellers who think that's edgy and cool putting in some kind of sexually uncomfortable situation is that all lying in wait uh, i don't know likely not maybe but the trust has been broken by the way that element was introduced. This is not about offense. This is not about, I don't like this particular piece. It's how the piece functions in the context of the expectation. And from a perspective of a woman seeing it, from the perspective of the LP, 
I can see that being a significant problem. All right, so before I end the video, let's talk about a couple of pieces of inevitable feedback that are uh, I'm going to get. So inevitable because, you know, the original poster got this on the BG forum. Elizabeth Hargave got this pushback uh, when she criticized Tiny Epic Dungeons for a similar issue. It just kind of happens over and over again. I want to hit it head on. Uh, two things. Number one, this isn't about prudishness. I'm fine with adults making consensual decisions uh, to create spaces where they can enjoy adult-oriented content. You know, whatever, you know, I'm not going to kink shame anybody. Whatever it is that you want to enjoy, there should be products for you. Why not? You know, you're not hurting anybody. You're, you're doing all the good things. And so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, there shouldn't be any nudity in any game. That is not what I'm talking about. It's about equity and it's about the cultural, differential cultural standard. You know, and it's about pointing out the that we're so tolerant of certain things and so intolerant of other things and that it lands on real people in that uh, in this way, especially women, right? Um, so that's number one. That's a really, really important thing to point out, that this is not about prudishness. Um, number two is so important to emphasize, and I wanna, I'll close on this, uh, that is a woman that is speaking up. We are trying to create a space that is welcoming for women. And, you know, we have the every once in a while we'll get the post of, you know, this woman is leaving the industry because of bad behavior. This woman is leaving the industry because of, you know, feeling uncomfortable or, you know, we don't even get those posts of women who don't even come in the hobby, you know, or maybe they posted once. They had a question. They got the pushback that they got. and They said they, they followed the advice. Well, you don't like it. Don't back. Well, bye bye. You know, that's the inevitable thing. And then we end up with what we got, which is a predominantly male hobby. If a woman is going to speak up about something, we can't pick and choose what we want to listen to. It's all of it, right? And yes, of course, like human beings, nobody's going to be all right. Now we're not going to, uh, it's not, it's not an advocate for like, you know, we have to listen to everything. But I like, as I articulated before, there's this defensiveness that comes up whenever a woman is trying to articulate something that might make the center of the hobby uncomfortable. We need to address that. We absolutely, uh, if we want to kind of address this quilt of sexism in our hobby, so much of it is addressing it one thread at a time. And this is the particular thread that we're talking about today, which is one picture in Trudvang Legends. Was that is this going to make this huge difference if uh, you know this game has it or doesn't have it? No, but that's you know I, I don't accept that necessarily because again. A quilt is made of many, many individual threads. And finally, there's not cancellation. I'm not trying to cancel anything. And I know a lot of the comments are going to be like, well, we should cancel the project. Mm -mm. Cancel is force. And yes, I would love to see an ultimate change uh, in direction. I don't think that would weaken the original thing at all. But I don't want to get there through force. This is a discussion. Everything on Shelf Stories is an act of persuasion. Maybe you're not persuaded, but maybe enough folks are. On the empathy front, having empathy for a woman who opens up the thing and doesn't like the surprise that's waiting inside for them. 
You know, imagine putting yourself in the shoes of that woman who wants the game and wants to have enjoy what we enjoy. And, you know, they, they just don't feel comfortable. But and then when they speak about it, all the most of what they hear about is, you know, uh, don't take it too seriously. You're too sensitive, blah, blah, blah. Have empathy for that situation. And once that empathy happens, I think try to come up with solutions together speaking that work for all of us. Right? Well, does it really affect things if there's either no nudity in a game or equitable nudity in a game? So this is Jason reminding you, if you can change your mind, you can change the world, people. So until next time, hey, everybody. My peoples, what's up? Welcome to Shelf Stories, a channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so much for stopping by for this follow-up. Completely unplanned. I don't have access to my regular stuff, but uh, I am following up on the episode that I released yesterday as of uh, me dropping this particular recording. Uh, it is uh, checking female nudity, uh, casual female nudity in Trudbang Legends. Uh, so go ahead and check out the channel if you missed that one. I have to post a follow-up because there is no longer, at least for now, a casual female nudity in Treadbang Legends uh, because of the conversation that was happening on BGG, on, on the Kickstarter page, and elsewhere, the Simon um, decided to just, you know, yoop, yoop. Uh, cut and paste, a stealth edit, as it were, did not announce change. You know, you just uh, all of a sudden you press the link uh, to the current rule book, and there is now, instead of the uh, naked female pixie, there is now a raven. Just <laughs> a completely different uh, thing. So, I mean, I, I want to give full credit to Robin. Uh, Robin is the member of the One Stop Co-op Shop Discord community. Uh, she was a backer of the game. She posted on Kickstarter. She posted on BGG. She endured the heat of the backlash because she really felt strongly about uh, that the picture made her uncomfortable for various reasons. And we'll go into, again, what those reasons were because I think people are just not getting it, what the actual reason was. Uh, but she, you know, put, put herself out there. Uh, and I wouldn't have noticed. I'll just point blank. Uh, totally honest, I wouldn't have noticed or I wouldn't have thought it was such a big deal if I hadn't heard from her voice uh, and processed a little bit with her. You know, she get, she got a chance to talk about what made her comfortable. I was like, yep, I totally agree with that. Made some videos and I was happy to be part of that process, but all credit due to Robin uh, for initiating that. So a uh, couple of uh, things, and I think I'm going to kind of break it up into four pieces. Uh, one, this was not a cancellation. This is editing, right? And so it's this kind of uh, makes me crazy. But it's like, okay, there's a certain segment of the board gaming audience uh, when it's a, you know, they think that whenever it's a woman, a POC or LGBTQ marginalized person speaking up, that any change that they request is a cancellation and they're doing it by force. And, you know, to me, it's like, this is editing, you know, someone could have said, you know, I don't like the look of that ogre over there. I've changed that out for something else. And that would, that would have made that change too. They're probably making changes in the rule book as we speak. 
You know, I mean, or, you know, they're changing numbers because the math doesn't add up or they're changing, they're editing the uh, proofreading, you know, like there's so many edits that go into a rule book. A rule book could just change from day to day. So, but yet for whatever reason, because, when did the requested change come from these marginalized audiences? Now we're not talking about editing anymore. We're talking about canceling. This CMON is canceled. They lost out. Uh, they were bullied and... Uh, you know, I mean, we're gamers too. We want to feel comfortable in our games. The requested change had nothing to do with taking anybody's game away, ruining anybody's fun. Uh, it was, you know, this this thing made me uncomfortable. Is there something else that we could put there instead? And it's perfectly fine. Most people aren't going to even notice the change. So that's the first thing. Not This was not a cancellation at all. And I'm, I know we're going to be talking about that concept just on and on and on. Uh, but that was, you know, just kind of there. Number two, oh, the pushback towards Robin. Uh, some of that is embarrassing. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm embarrassed as a man. Uh, th some of the, some of the ways in which uh, Robin was treated, the dismissal of her perspective. You, you, know, you know, here's a picture. It, I think it's pretty clear. It's a naked woman with wings. So it's a fairy, but it's a naked woman. She's very realistically drawn, realistic proportions to, you know, women in real life. It's just happen to have wings. So, you know, there's a naked woman <laughs> staring at her and she's sharing. Uh, you know, why do I see a full frontal nudity in this game that I, I didn't sign up for that, right? We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. I didn't sign up for this. That was the big problem. So many people took the direction of, well, you don't see uh, what what that is. You know, that's not, you know, that's not a vagina. That's not such a big deal. Uh, you know, she's covered her vagina. Clearly one person drew a, a, a highlighter pen, a pink highlighter pen, uh, highlighting the theoretical thong that's there. Or the pose is, you know, uh, it's, it's such that you don't really see anything. And it's like, this woman is articulating what they see. And because there's so many men who feel like if they accept that, then that means that they have to give up their game or get something taken away from them. Then now all of a sudden it's like, okay, now, now we can't just deal with the thing on the ground. Can we talk about this? We have to denigrate a woman's perspective. And I've talked about that a couple of times. I've experienced that myself, uh, articulating my cultural criticisms, but to see it, uh, to see how hard it is for a woman to post and share her perspective and to see the hot dragon breath of men, mostly men, uh, just, you know, completely bulldoze her perspective was just embarrassing. It really was. And uh, just the stubbornness of the how the argument played out. The just like, OK, so, you know, she's saying Robin is saying on uh, the equivalent of I didn't see this coming. You know, this was not announced in the Kickstarter. I, did, I had no idea that there was going to be, uh, you know, casual female nudity uh, without casual male nudity. It's just like, you know, uh, is this going to be yet another sexualized boy toy romp type thing? Uh, and I'm not now I'm putting words in her mouth, but that's kind of the, the sense that it, it was getting. Uh, and, you know, had she known beforehand, she might not have backed. Like, that's what the that deal was at the end of the day. Had she known what was in there beforehand, she might not have backed. And the argument just came back down to, you're offended. We can't change something just because you're offended. We can't change something because, just because you're offended. We can't change something because, just because you're offended. We can't change something just because you're offended. Over and over and over and over and over again. 
Oh man, I I don't know how I don't know how women do it. I don't know I don't know how in the face of that I don't know how we have any women at all <laughs> in the hobby. At least ones that are willing to speak up and use their voice. Uh, anyway, so just there was a lot of ways to deal with that argument. Some of which I mentioned in the channel, some of which I'm mentioning here, some of which I mentioned in the post. But it just came back to offense, 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 offense. That is such a terrible framing for how a woman feels when they see art like that or surprised, especially if they're surprised by art like that. Uh, I'll probably have um, another conversation about that uh, in a future episode, but know for now that is beyond feelings, beyond offense. It, uh, you know, it's a deeper hurt that is experienced. It's a deeper break of trust as articulated in the last episode. That's what we're talking about. It's not about offense. And if we're going to continue to use that framework, then we're not going to get anywhere. This is not about offense. All right. Um, so a more constructive piece of feedback was the Americanness of it all. Uh, you know, a European person, there's a lot of European backers, it's a European product, Swedish mythology uh, for the most part, as I'm learning. Uh, they came in, they're like, okay, what is, what are these Americans, what are their problem? Causing problems again and again, you know, misunderstanding the original culture. This is perfectly fine within the culture. Um, you know, and it's Americans that are continuing to exude their, to impose their, their standards and their prudishness and their everything on, you know, uh, our hobby. And, you know, using their market power and using their you know, status to just, you know, tell the world the way that they should be. Something like that, right? And I think that, and I'm, gonna, I'm responding to a, a particular commenter here, but there's a whole broad stuff. I want to try again, and I don't mean to punt the American question, uh, but I, I still think that in this particular case, it's not about the Americanness. It's a, uh, necessarily, it's about the lack of heads up. You know, uh, okay, you know, Americans are kind of, we were very sensitive about nudity. Like we see a nipple, we go crazy. Yes, I admit that. And I actually have a problem with that. I think that some uh, people saw their previous video and they assumed that I had a problem with female nudity or the way it was depicted. No, I don't. I don't. I, I happen to think that, yeah, I happen to agree that we could be really prudish about our bodies. Uh, and I want, I would love to see positive uh, representations of women and men and, you know, uh, and just the, the full thing. That was that part of what I was talking about with show the ogre, show the full ogre. It wasn't just like a goad. It was like, you know, why not? <laughs> it's, you know, that's a healthier approach to the body. I would love to see that. We're not in that world. We're not in that world. We're in the world where a lot of fantasy settings are sexualized. They, women are treated as sex objects. And it makes a lot of women uncomfortable to be in that space, especially without consent and permission, especially without foreknowledge. Uh, that's the world that we are in. So this isn't necessarily about the American. This particular thing isn't about the American stuff. Uh, it's about consent. And it's about letting people know. Yes, Americans are annoying <laughs> about our standards, but... You can solve that by just giving us a heads up, at least in this particular case. Uh, now, uh, I hope that there's a little bit more kind of a clarity on where, where everybody is. We can kind of move on from there. Uh, I will continue to try to find people who are of European descent, who have, you know, pretty affluent English, who are willing to talk about this stuff. 
uh, on shelf stories. Hard to find. <laughs> if anybody has any references, uh, please let me know. I'm very willing to have the American versus European sensibility conversation. I want to learn. I want to become better at this. I just don't feel that it's the right framing for this particular issue. And so the last uh, group that I will acknowledge are the publishers. Simon uh, for the board game and Riot Minds for the IP upon which the RBG is built. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for making the change. Uh, I think that for the most part, you know, great change, welcome, and I'm glad that, you know, it didn't cause too much kerfuffle to make the change. Um, I would, would have loved to have seen a more obvious, explicit uh, talk about, you know, why the change was being made as opposed to kind of stealth edit. You know, like just you press it and it's all of a sudden different. And that's cool, but I mean, just it would be nice to first of all acknowledge that it was robin who was talking about it say her name hashtag say her name uh that this is how we help uh women feel more empowered to talk in the hobby is by acknowledging when they have have concerns and responding to them that's you know that should be uh obvious thing to me anyway uh the second thing is i really hope that the wrong lesson isn't taken from this i don't i would really be regretful if the lesson was, oh, well, the Americans oversensitive. Let me just take all the problematic stuff out to make Americans happy. Uh, I really don't want that to be the lesson. Uh, I think that Americans could do with a little bit of exposure to diverse cultures. You know, we shouldn't feel the need to just pass everything to this American prism in order to make it acceptable to us. Um, again, it's about consent and, you know, about trust and just building that relationship. You know, I think the relationship, the, the best relationships aren't built on just not doing bad things, but on building actual trust and relationship. You know, um, I, it would be a great to get an update on, okay, uh, we ran into this problem. Uh, here are some more things that we plan on introducing. Y'all have uh, a base game and a billion expansions. It's a CMON game, so there's a billion expansions, right? I, I, we would love to see you know, get an idea for, you know, what you have or what you want to introduce and give people the option to see if they want to opt in or opt out of this stuff and actually hear people's, uh, you know, concerns and voices and all that kind of stuff and share, you know, maybe it's a chance for education. You know, I think uh, a couple of commenters uh, gave me a good education about like, you know, what kind of mythology it was and, you know, how the presentations are usually in the home country. We should, you know, know that, right? That would be cool to learn that as opposed to just giving it to us contextless where we assume that it's like, all right, if we see, you know, uh, bare breasts and, you know, uh, exposed vaginas, whether it's bent over or not, I mean, this definitely pointed us in that direction. It would be useful to know what the context is in the culture, you know, and to, for us to make the decision on whether we want to keep continue to engage in this or not. So, I mean, I think this is, a positive thing in terms of an opportunity to redress, uh, you know, a break in the relationship and, you know, continue to educate us. I want to see more European stuff. I don't want it filtered through the American prism. I, I can't stand when American movies get remade or uh, 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 foreign movies get re remade by American studios because they never get it right. <laughs> You know, I love I'm, I'm, I love genuine diversity. I just I don't just want the American version of diversity, at least for me. And I think that a lot of the commenters, especially Robin, would agree. They would. I think it would be appreciated if that effort was made at education and uh, trust building, and you know, just uh, being open 
and honest and transparent about what's coming. So thank you again. Thank you to all the listeners. I, I know I go too long <laughs> about this stuff, but what it's interesting, I love to kind of uh, make sure that everything I had to say is kind of in there somewhere. So um, thank you very much. Uh, if we could change your mind, you can change the world, people. Just saw it. <laughs> change the mind and we change the world in a little bit at a time. So until next time, later, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list. Thank you.